It is time for another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. It is a beautiful September day. Football's in full swing. We have baseball in this final two weeks where there are a ton of pennant races going on. Uh, how are you doing tonight, T-Dog? Is it basketball season yet? I kind of want it to be basketball season. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm totally... It, we're Go only ahead. about like a month away from uh, our college basketball preview, believe it or not. I, I'm totally joking because football season is my favorite time of the year. Football is my favorite sport to watch on television. The difference, I think, between football and other sports, you only get in college, you only get 12 games guaranteed. NFL, it's 17 gar- games guaranteed, whereas baseball, college basketball, NBA, NHL, pretty much any other league, you get a ton. Um but with that said, uh, it was a bad sports week in four years, truly, and I am feeling a little deflated and defeated today. Happens. Seems like it happens a lot. <laughs> it does happen a lot. <laughs> it's um, brutal sometimes, man. Yeah, you look forward to football season all off season, and then uh, your team start zero and two, one and two, whatever, and uh, you don't feel too good um, about uh, the way it's heading. But hey. A lot of football to be played, so you never know. That's true. A lot of football to be played, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll that's, see. But that's the one thing I like about baseball. Is of course there's 162, so about July is when you start getting a little okay. You got to start winning now, and if you do it, great. If you don't, you get to trade guys away. That's true. Uh, so it's it's kind of a slow burn, which is kind of nice. And and you know. All kidding aside, I mean, yes, I do love college basketball, but I'm really not looking forward to this season because Purdue's expectations are going to be so high. I just plan to be miserable the whole time. I uh, I like seasons where there's low expectations, um, kind of like it was for the Cubs this year. I, I even tweeted it um, a few days ago. I go, uh, all I wanted coming into the year was the Cubs to be playing meaningful baseball in September. Why am I so pissed off? I saw um, that tweet. <laughs> so um, the expectations throughout the season starts rising once you start winning a little bit. Uh, but coming into a season with expectations, much like I was back in 2021-2022 uh, season with Illinois basketball, um, even heading into this year with the Dolphins a little bit, uh, I'm, I didn't feel that pressure. Uh, but uh, when you come in as a top five sort of team, Seems like the pressure's on you from game one, regardless of who you're playing. Yeah, and in Purdue's case, they could go undefeated in the regular season, win the Big Ten regular season championship, win the Big Ten tournament, and I think a majority of the fan base wouldn't care because it's going to matter what they can do in the NCAA yeah. tournament. So, yep. Worry about that bridge when when time comes. <laughs> There's a lot of time uh, between now and then. Luckily, I'm I'm, I'm going to need it. You know, all offseason. You know, because I'm not a big baseball fan like yourself, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast. So, spring slash summer is kind of my chance to relax, and yeah. the blood pressure has been up the last few weeks since football season has been back. The hats have been tossed. The yelling has been had at the TV. <laughs> We're back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I got a birdie or bogey question ready for you. I uh, screwed the pooch last week and I got a double bogey, so I'm four strokes behind. But we'll see if I can get one back on you tonight. It's an NBA question. Oh, boy. It's pretty simple. You're either going to get, you know, I will give, if you get one of these two, you get a par. Two, you get birdie. None, you get a bogey. You're awfully generous now that your teams are losing. <laughs> well, let's see if you can name the only two players in NBA history to own single season scoring records for two different NBA teams. Single season scoring records, two different NBA teams. Single season scoring records. Okay. Um, I'm not going to get it right. I can tell you that much. Uh, NBA. I don't know. You you look pretty confident. So. I, 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 ha- I have one guess for one guy. Um, but, again, that feels almost too obvious. And maybe maybe that's what you want me to think. Is it 
you think it's too obvious, so you don't choose that guy, but it's actually an answer. Okay, I'm overthinking it already. Uh, Burger Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere located 703 Main Street, Rochester, Indiana. Over the weekend, they had their prime rib special, uh, which looked absolutely uh, delicious. Of course, every Monday is $2 whole smoked wings and $1 off uh, domestic brewskis. Their salad of the month is a BLT salad, crispy romaine topped with fresh tomatoes, uh, chopped wood smoked bacon, and homestyle croutons with our house-made dill ranch drizzled over the top. If I'm going to eat a salad, there's going to be a lot of bacon, tomatoes, and... Um, and some ranch. I was just going to say, that sounds like a J-Man salad if it I've is. ever heard of one. The BLT, right up my alley. Uh, I, don't, I don't even need bread with it, which that's pretty much what that is. So. Do you make BLTs often? Oh, man, probably two or three times a month at least. Oh, no kidding. Uh, okay. Yeah, we, okay. we bake BLT because they're easy, pretty much. You just sure. th- throw some bacon in the oven, chop up some tomatoes, and you're done. So Could even air fry the bacon. If you wanted to Could do that, could do that. I've not tried air frying the bacon. We usually bake it, but uh, yeah, we do BLTs a bunch. It seems like so. Good deal, good deal. But yes, uh, yes, I will. We will circle back on the birdie or bogey question at the end of the pod. See if you go up a commanding five-stroke lead, which that might be a Tan and J-Man show record. I don't know if either one of us ever been up five strokes. I think on the I other was one. up, yeah, I don't, five strokes is a lot. I think I was up three strokes heading into the final month last year and uh, came all the way back and tied it. Uh, yeah, yeah. We suck. <laughs> for, for two guys who have been doing 357 consecutive weeks of a weekly podcast, we are very good at our trivia. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Which we we usually are pretty good at trivia, too, just when the, the bright the bright lights. <laughs> Uh, that darn button. recording button, that red yeah. button comes on. My mind yeah. just goes blank. Yeah. But uh, why don't we start off this week's episode like we did last week with uh, you giving everybody some Cubs report because things are getting tight. Oh, things the are over. Side. They're not getting tight. They're <laughs> over. Over. <laughs> Cubs, have lost, uh, Cubs had a four-game uh, lead in the wild card uh, 10 games ago, and now they find themselves out of the playoffs. Um, they're tied with the Marlins, but of course, because the Cubs couldn't beat any team that they were going up against uh, for these wild card spots, they do not own the tiebreaker. The only team they own the tiebreaker with is San Francisco Giants, and they're done as well. They don't own the tiebreaker against the Phillies, Diamondbacks, Marlins, Reds, Brewers. Uh, they could. I don't know if they could with the Brewers. Not that it matters. They're six and a half games behind them with. Uh, just about 10 games to play, seven or uh, 10, 11, 12 games to play. Um, things are getting ugly. Uh, the pitching staff's been okay. They cannot hit, save their life, and um, I think they're just worn down. Uh, David Ross refused to give anybody games off during their hot streak, which I, which I completely understand because they got all the way back in the race, playing really good baseball. You're hesitant to do it, and now it's catching up with them. Um, Ballinger stopped hitting. Dansby Swanson stopped hitting. Uh, Ian Happ hasn't hit. Um, Mike Tockman's been terrible here uh, the past month or so. Uh, they're getting very little production from third base once again now that Jimer Candelario is on the uh, injured list. So um, things are not going well. They do have uh, they do come home this week for six against uh, two teams that are not very good. Pirates have been playing some decent baseball. Uh, but still, they're 10 games under 500. Then they play the Colorado Rockies, who are abhorrently bad, but just lost two or three to them um, in Colorado. Um, they, they can't even hit bad pitching at this point. They've faced, I think every starting pitcher they faced um, this week, this past week, had an ERA over five. And they were struggling to scratch across two, three runs. Um, David Ross is terrible managing on the margins, uh, which is what you need to do when your team's not good enough. Uh, they're not hitting, so they're going to be playing low-scoring games, yet Rossi decides to put uh, one of his worst defensive lineups out there, uh, Mike Tockman in center field, because they got to play the guys that got you here. Well, now they're starting to choke, uh, so now you need to get some new blood in there. Uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, talked about him a little bit last week, other top prospect, elite, elite defensive center fielder. Um, we already saw that in Colorado. He made some unbelievable catches that Tockman doesn't even come close to catching um 
And uh, on Saturday night, Talkman cost him two runs, missed a cutoff man on one, and then a uh, ball on the gap that Pete Crow Armstrong tracks down without even leaving his feet, uh, drops in uh, because Talkman's slow and he's not that good of a defensive outfielder and he's not hitting. Uh, so Rossi's refusal to uh, play the young guys, which has been a theme all year, he would he would uh, be in favor of playing guys like Eric Hosmer, Trey Mancini over a guy like Matt Mervis. Now Mervis struggled when he came up. Um, but, uh, that goes without saying, um, but then he would also give Tucker Barnhart at bats over Miguel Amaya. Um, he fell in love with Nick Madrigal and Patrick Wisdom. Uh, some of these guys shouldn't even be, uh, on the major league roster. Um, at this point, Ian Happ has hit third against right-handed pitching all season long. And he finally decided to make the move that everyone's clamoring for four months ago and move him to the leadoff spot because of his ability to, uh, take walks and get on base. But then he replaces him in the third hole with a guy in Chris Morrell who strikes out over 30% of the time. So your best hitter, Cody Bellinger, has hit fourth uh, instead of in that top three. And there has been countless, countless times this year where Bellinger's the guy on deck in a close game in the ninth inning. He doesn't even get a play appearance. Um, so uh, I was talking with my dad a little bit uh, today about it. And if you were to guarantee me that David Ross would not be the manager next year, he would be fired. If they may, uh, miss the playoffs, I think I would choose that option over getting that final uh, wild card spot. Cause this team's not built to make a run in postseason anyways. Um, and I think they can be so much better next year if they just get a manager that's very good um, on the margins, uh, like a Craig Council type um, sort of manager. But uh, somehow they're still in it. The, the one positive of this is they did build up a good enough lead where if they did have a really rough 10, 12 games that they could survive it. Uh, but now uh, this week's the time to uh, show uh, Major League Baseball what they're capable of. Um, not capable of, but what they're made of. It's nut up or shut up sort of time. Uh, they're on the north side, and they need to with um, – if if they go less than 5-1 and one this week, uh, it's, been, it's a disaster of a week, and I think they're absolutely done because next week they face – uh, Atlanta for three, and then in Milwaukee for three. Uh, so they, they they need to have a little bit of a cushion heading into next week, or they are absolutely done. This will actually be the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. Um, I don't think they do win five or six this week. I think they probably go around 500. Um, and honestly, at this point, it feels like they're not going to win another game this year. Uh, they will win another game. Uh, but uh, as of right now, it's not feeling good. Luckily, they have an off day today. Uh, so hopefully that can rejuvenate them and they can go on uh, some sort of run and it would feel miraculous to sneak in the playoffs at this point. But uh, I do not think the Cubs go better uh, than 500 this week. Hope I'm wrong, uh, but it, it just feels like it's not going to happen. J-Man's Booger Predict of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau, Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life, Home, Auto, Business, Renters, Workers' Comp, and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis 219-869. is emails travis.watchering at infb.com. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles clinched a playoff spot for the first time since 2016. They are 93 and 56, still in a hotly, hotly contested um, AL East race with uh, the Tampa Bay Rays just two games behind them. And the Tampa Bay Rays announced today that they are going to be building a stadium here, downtown St. Pete, Florida. That should be done by 2028. If the uh, Vegas or Vegas, if the athletics uh, move to Vegas, um, I think we'll start hearing expansion talks because Rob Manfred has said they need the Tampa Bay and the Oakland situations uh, with their stadiums resolved before they start talking expansion. So I uh, could see expansion talks kind of ramping up. Uh, ALS. And, and did, didn't that uh, that new stadium in St. Pete, I, I read it's only got a whole 35,000. Yeah, uh, which so that fits is, them pretty good. Which is smart. Uh, they could probably get away with twenty five thousand, to be honest. Probably, uh, but no one's going to do that. I can't imagine Tampa's made much money here the past twenty five years they've been in existence, if they've made any sort of money at all, uh, because they just don't. I'm I'm sure the ownership loves when the Yankees come to town or Red Sox because uh, they know the place is going to be more um, packed. Or Cubs even in early play. Even the Cubs, yeah, uh, which I'm trying to think the last time they've been there. I think they were there last year or the year before, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, Cubs uh, travel pretty well. But uh, AL West, Astros are up a game and a half on the Texas Rangers, who saw us today. The Rangers have 
only converted 47% of save opportunities this year, which is porous. Um, Seattle Mariners are right behind them. Uh, behind the Texas Rangers, they're a game out of a wild card spot at the moment. Uh, they have not played very good baseball here in September. So that's a hotly contested race as well. The LA Dodgers have clinched the AL West once, or NL West, excuse me, once again. Um, and they're doing it with a, with different players, different pitching staff. It's just every single year is the same. Um, the Twins magic number is six in the Central, so they will be clinching maybe this week. And the Brewers magic number is seven in the NL Central. So uh, the division races outside of the AL West and the AL East are pretty much over. Uh, it's just all about that wild card spot and having that extra wild card spot uh, really helps. Um, really helps uh, with uh, teams going for it, you know. So I think the Cubs two years ago without it would have sold. The Reds probably would have sold. Marlins would have sold. Now they're all in it. So uh, if if I had a bet to uh, see who would uh, get that final wild card spot in the NL, I think it'd be the Marlins just because they're pitching so good. But uh, hope I'm wrong. I think David Ross is back either way, so might as well uh, root for them to get uh, in the playoffs just to say they did it. But uh, believe that is all I got for baseball this week. Um, let's see if I have anything in my Twitter likes, X likes, excuse me. Uh, I do not, but, uh, it's going to be baseball this week. Only a couple weeks left. So only a couple weeks down or left down the, down to crunch time we go. Yes, what do you want to get educated real quick? Let's do it. All right. Let's look at sporting events that have happened on September 18th. On this day in 1848, baseball ruled that the first baseman can tag the base for an out instead of the runner. What year was this? 1848. Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. On this Back day in 19... 19- I'm surprised they weren't still doing soak outs or something. I, I know. That's kind of what I thought it was going to be when I was starting to read it. Back uh, on this day in 1909, the largest Paid baseball attendance to that date was set with 35,409 that saw the A's beat the Tigers 2 to 0 in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this day, 1938, the Bears beat the Packers 2 0. That's a fun one. Just an interesting score. <laughs> uh, let's see. On this day, 1956, Mickey Mantle became the eighth player to hit 50 home runs in a season. On this day, 1963, the final Major League Baseball game at the Polo Grounds was played as 1,752 people saw the Phillies defeat the Mets 5-1. to one. That's it? man. That's what it says here. <laughs> it's such a legendary stadium, too. I used to love playing that on like MVP Baseball and even MLB The Show. Uh, on this day, 1966, Baltimore Oriole, Baltimore Oriole, Baltimore Colt quarterback Johnny Unitas threw four touchdown passes and a 38-23 win over the Vikings to surpass Y.A. Tittle as the NFL's career touchdown leader with 212. He finished his career with 290 touchdown passes. Um... On this day, 1984, Tim Raines became the first player with four consecutive 70 stolen base seasons. That's pretty good. Some cricket thing in 1986. I wish I understood cricket so I could read that one. Um, On this day, 1994, the first President's Cup was played at the Robert Trent Jones Golf Course. Davis Love III went undefeated as the U.S. beat the international team 20-12. So that'll be played next year. This is a Ryder Cup year. When is the Ryder Cup? It is, I think, next week. I think. I think. Or it's either this week or next week. I think it's next week. Uh, on this day, 1996, Roger Clemens tied his own major league record with 20 strikeouts in a game, that is. A few other guys have done that done, as well. Has it been done three times since? 
Randy Johnson, I believe, did it. I don't know if it was yes. pre-96. Um, obviously, Kerry Wood and then Max Scherzer did it a few years ago. And that's going to do it for the On This Day, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of Texas with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs that fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting them on Instagram and on Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you get 15% off your first sign order. So take advantage. Get your football signs in. That does a great job. You won't be disappointed. Like I said, you can put them in, in your uh, home, in the living room, in your office, in your man cave, in your garage. Heck, get four of them put in in one room each so why not there you go and if you do that make sure you tell them the tan and j man show such as so you get 15 percent off your work all right j man uh which uh what football do you want to start with do you want to start with college football tonight or do you want to start with nfl completely up to you i'm gonna rant on either one so i don't care uh, I did not watch a single second of college football over the weekend, so why don't we start with that? All right, college football. Uh, interesting for a slate, a week three slate that looked pretty bare across the country as far as top 25 matchups. I thought it was still a pretty interesting weekend of college football. Um, you know, the headline game ended up being the Rocky Mountain Showdown between Colorado and Colorado State, which Colorado found a way somehow, to survive a huge upset bid by the Colorado State Rams and win in overtime. But in the process, they lost their uh, stud two-way player, Travis Hunter. It looks like he's going to be out about three weeks. It was a very dirty hit by Colorado State. Colorado State had no discipline throughout the whole game. Uh, motions were running high. And I got to give credit where credit's due for Colorado to go 98 yards down the field at the very end of the fourth quarter to tie that game and get the two-point conversion on top of that to tie the game, take it into overtime. Um, I'm not a big fan of rushing the field, even though I know they rushed the field just in the way they won the game. But you were 24.5-point favorites against what you call your little brother in the state, and you rushed the field. Not the greatest look. But um, we got to put up with the Dion and the Colorado bandwagon talk all this week. But they are 21-point dogs as they head up to Autzen to take on the Oregon Ducks this week. Yeah, I am uh, looking forward to them losing a few games. Um, Dion's going to have the media all over him. And they're, they're the big noon kickoff once again. Um, I believe this week, maybe next week. I uh, think it's the following week against USC, USC. Okay. because people on my Twitter were complaining. They love the Colorado people love the big noon spotlight, but they hate kicking off at 10, 10 a.m. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Cause it's a noon Eastern kickoff, um, which is, which is kind of funny. Uh, but Hey, it, it gets USC ready a little bit for next yep. year. Yeah. Um, but um I do not – I mean, we've both been on record. We don't like Colorado the way – I uh, honestly, I have no problem with Dion or the team. It's just the constant media coverage and then uh, to have this whole um, this whole sunglasses thing, which was a stupid move by uh, Jay Norvell of mm-hmm. Colorado State. And, I, it, and they ended up losing, but, man, they, they played tough. They probably um, should have won that game. I mean, they outplayed Colorado for a good majority of that game. Yeah, and, and Colorado State has been a bad program for a while. Were they three and nine last year? Um, not looking good this year either. And uh, they hung right with them and, sh- and should have won it. Um, but I think as long as Dion's there, they're going to have this high profile. They're going to start getting game day. So again, they're going to start with the big noon kickoffs, uh, just constant media attention, constant Twitter attention. Hey, and, and good for them. They haven't had eyeballs on them in 25 years. Prizing Cordell Stewart was there. Uh, so Dion's done a really good job selling his program, and um, for the first time, Colorado football is relevant. I, I know they had a fluke year. Well, was it five years ago? Where they, I think they played in the Pac-12 championship game, um, but now they are uh, back in full force as far as a. Uh, I'm not going to call them a national power. I don't even know if they're any good yet, to be honest. Right. Because uh, TCU's not looking that good. Nebraska's looking bad. Um, 
But uh, as far as selling the program, they're going to start getting recruits. It's a gorgeous area for one. I mean, mm-hmm. I, have you been to Boulder? Yes, was just out there last year. Yep. I, was, I was thinking you were. Um, so I, I, I just, I, they're going to be around as long as Dion's there. And once Dion leaves, we won't have to hear about Colorado anymore. Nope, nope, you're right. But I'm looking forward to Oregon hanging about fifty on so. them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then maybe the Sanders for Heisman talk will slow down a little bit too. That's absurd. Because uh, I he's not going to win it. Uh, I think Quinn Ewers would win it right now if it was the Heisman, but that's not Caleb Williams. He's up there too. I mean, it, all three of those guys are probably up up in the running, but that's going to change dramatically here month from now, two months from yeah. now. Um, but yeah, that was that was a big headline. Uh, what other headlines around college football? Alabama did not look good at South yeah. Florida. They scraped by, but now. Today, Nick Saban came out and said Jalen Milrow is the quarterback going forward. So another QB change. He didn't even play on Saturday. They played nope. two quarterbacks, and he wasn't even one of them. I don't think he played. Uh, I don't know if he's played yet this year. No, he's he started their first two games. Oh, did he? Did, wait, yeah. I thought the other guy. Okay. Okay. I no, because thought... they went to Buckner because Milrow played bad against Texas. Mm. Unless he was banged up you. or something. I got you. Um, and they went to somebody else because Buckner was so bad. Um, this, this, this is not the Alabama of a few years ago. Oh, no, uh, they have not looked good. Georgia fought off a scare again at home against South Carolina a game that saw them down at, uh, by 11 at one point, but you know, all good teams and champion teams go through that, uh, once or twice a year, Florida a State game. Yep. Florida year. state did it against Boston college. Lucky they were playing Boston college at the time. Um, other, other ones, uh, Tennessee went down to the swamp and got uh, bitten by some gators and got smacked. Um, really good. one there since 2003. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, it's been a long time. And, and they, they're like something stupid against Florida, like 2-18 and 18 in their last 20 matchups or something. Uh, Billy Napier, big win for Florida. And Florida, blessing in disguise, had two weeks to prepare uh, for Tennessee because they played Utah, lost, and had a bye week last week. But uh, – yeah, Hypo's crew did not look good the other night. Uh, Joe Milton did not look good. So uh, that probably takes Tennessee out of a lot of stuff. And and honestly, the team in the East that might, they, they won't beat Georgia for the East, but that might be the second best team right now, at least, is Missouri. Yeah, they had a big win against Kansas State. 61-yard um, field goal for the win. That's that's insane. And they, they rushed the field as well. And uh I believe they got fined ten thousand or fifteen. Can't do that in SEC. Yep. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, Missouri's looking pretty good. And not many people thought they would, including us. Oh, Barry Hor- Horowitz saving his job. So, yeah. um, other news around the country. I mean, like I said, there wasn't a ton. Uh, Notre Dame took care of business against Central Michigan ahead of their big matchup with Ohio State coming up this weekend, which is game day. Ohio State could, took care of business. I think they were only up. Uh, 14 to 10 at one point in the, in the second quarter against West Kentucky. And then by halftime, it was 42 to 10. So they, they took care of business there. Uh, huge showdown in South Bend this weekend. Uh, game days there, like like I said. Uh, Pat McAfee's show, I believe, is going to go record from South Bend on Friday. Um, do you think this is the biggest Notre Dame home game since the Bush push? No, I think they had they had a big one against Clemson a few years ago. Well, twenty twenty would have been big, but nobody could really be there, even though Notre Dame had more than most opponents. I think it is. I mean, you got two teams ranked inside the top ten, two of the biggest fan bases in all of college football. Uh, two teams that don't play very often. This is a home and home last year and this year. Um, I know as of a week ago, the cheapest ticket you could find was five hundred dollars. I believe it. And I was surprised there was one that cheap, to be honest. Clemson came in that one year. Was that 2020 when Lawrence was hurt and they had to play that? That was 2020. Yep. Whose Oregon State Beavers are ranked about 16th right now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I wonder if old old, uh, Clemson's head coach is. Dabo Sweeney. You you forget it every week. (laughs) I don't know why I know what his name is. Yeah. is wishing he had him because they have not looked good uh, yeah. offensively, which they didn't look good with them offensively last year either. But, um, yeah, you you might be right. I, I think this is probably the most hyped Notre Dame game I can yeah. remember. Yeah. Uh, of course, the Ohio State, they're a perennial college football playoff contender anyway. And um, this is arguably – this might be Notre Dame's best team since their national championship uh, runner-up 
season. It's the best quarterback they've had for sure. Yeah. Um. So. Two very civil fan bases, Jay. Man, not ignorant yeah. at all. Yeah. Arrogant, two, uh, ignorant. Two very, uh, very calm, very, uh, very level-headed fan bases. Yep. There. Yep. Elsewhere uh, around the country, did did you see the worst loss for for? in my opinion, over the weekend. I think it was probably Oklahoma State, wasn't it? It was Oklahoma State just getting killed at home against Southern Alabama. Did they get shut out? No, they actually scored either six or seven, yeah. That's bad. I I wonder if it's starting to get late there for old Mike Gunn. I think it is. I think he might be tapped out. Um, And, and, you know, we speak of uh, Matt Campbell all the time, but Iowa State loses to Ohio. Yeah, they Campbell screwed up not – taking another which we've been saying that for two years now uh, that he screwed up they can't score points which Nathan Shieldhouse is their offensive coordinator and a lot of Lionai fans wanted him uh, to come down to Champaign uh, and they are not scoring points I, th- I think he's a really good defensive mind because they don't give up many points either but um, yeah he he should have gone and taken a bigger job when he had a chance maybe, maybe he didn't have a chance though maybe, maybe we think he was a hotter name because the media played him up uh, than he actually was and he didn't interview well or something uh, Indiana fought hard at a neutral site in Lucas Oil against the Jeff Brown Louisville Cardinals, but uh, the Louisville Cardinals end up winning by a touchdown. Um, you probably hated watching that one, didn't you? Yeah, I watched bits and pieces, and uh, I mean, I was rooting for Louisville, but I, I just don't care for them. It's just weird. It's weird. It's a weird thing. I fight with myself. And look, honest to God, Josh, looking at Louisville's schedule, they could win nine or ten games, and I don't even think they're that good. I mean, they don't get, they don't play Florida State. They don't play North Carolina. They don't play Duke. Those are the three best teams in the. Or AC. I don't. I don't even know if they play Clemson. Let me. It's um, like they have to play one of those. They do play Miami. Miami's um, really good too. Let me see here. My king. Okay, they do play Duke. They play Duke, but at home. But yeah, they don't play Clemson or North Carolina, or Florida State. That's, that's that is awfully fortunate. They do play Notre Dame in two weeks. Nah, that'll be a but, but well, here's their schedule: at NC State or uh, Boston College at home this week, then at NC State, Loss. Notre Dame at home, Loss. at Pittsburgh, loss. Really? Yeah, That's Pitt, Pitt sucks, but I don't think Louisville's that good. Uh, Duke at home, loss. Virginia Tech at home, that's that's a win. Virginia at home, no, oh, that's an easy win. At Miami, loss. And My then uh, Kentucky at home, so toss up. I don't know, Seven, maybe not as easy as I five. thought, but yeah. yeah, that's about where I had them projected, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Elsewhere, around the Big Ten, Wisconsin survived kind of a scare. They were down 14-7 in third quarter, but when Georgia Southern throws five interceptions, that kind of <laughs> helps you get out and uh, yeah. win 35-14. Illinois hunt around for a little bit against Penn State, but Penn State flexed their muscles. They are really, really good. Five, five turnovers doesn't help there. That either. doesn't help. Uh, Penn State won 30-13. Iowa put up 41 on Western Michigan. I will repeat, Iowa scored 41 points. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> Rutgers uh, took care of a banged up, just not very good Virginia Tech team, 35-16. Duke care, took care of business over Northwestern, 38-14. North Carolina smacked Minnesota around, 31-13. Like Michigan I said, Ohio, West is terrible. It is it's not bad. good. Uh, it's still wide open. Ohio State won 63-10 over West Kentucky. I was way off thinking Michigan State could hang around with uh, Washington as Washington beat them 41-7, and Mel Tucker got fired today. Yeah, Penn, I mean, Penix is a sneaky Heisman candidate. Yes, too. he is. Yes, he is. Um, Nebraska won 35-11 over Northern Illinois, and Michigan won 31-6 over six over Bowling Green. And Purdue lost their, uh, well, I forgot, in Maryland, won on Friday, 42-14 over Virginia, and Purdue lost to Syracuse, 35-20. to uh, Once again, doesn't help when you turn the ball over four times, and you put it on the ground, seven. Yikes. They recovered three, uh, four of them. Four out of the seven, but you, oh, you, 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 you lost, they lost, um, oh, they put it on the ground seven times between yeah, quarterback and running back. They just, and, and what, what was bad about their four turnovers, I believe three, at least three, if not all four, were in enemy territory. So they were moving the ball and then would just shoot themselves on the foot. Is and or anything? Nope. Yep. Pretty nice night. Pretty nice night. It was just Hudson Card, uh, Fumbled on a fourth and one one time, which he was not going to get it. He was trying to pass and then had a scramble, and he was not going to get it anyways. Second time, he got absolutely killed. Somebody missed a block, and he just got killed. 
third one, he was trying to do a RPO, should have pulled it, or maybe he was trying to pull it, got knocked out, and then he threw an interception on a tipped ball. Uh, so Purdue was one of two teams, along with Penn State and the Big Ten, going into last week with no turnovers, one of nine nationally. They came out with four of them. Yeah, so, And they did not have an answer for Syracuse's quarterback, Garrett Schrader, on the ground, who set a um, – Rushing opponent rushing record for a quarterback against Purdue for Purdue's whole uh, school history. It was he had 25 carries for 195 yards and four touchdowns on the ground. Not great. I I saw a few highlights. Um, he was really good at selling the fake handoff. Sure was rolling out doing. I mean that's what won him the game. But. Sure was, and why Purdue wasn't playing a spy, I will not understand. Yeah. Don't know why Kevin King and Ryan Walters didn't at least try a spy. And to top it off, Purdue's arguably their best defender, Kydron, Jink- uh, Kydron Jenkins, uh, got uh, hurt and did not come out of the locker room after halftime. So, That's don't bad. know his status for this week. So, that is not good because he's one of their better. Too. Yeah, short week against uh, Badgers Friday night in a game that Purdue has not beat Wisconsin overall since 2003 and has not beat them at home since 1997. They're new. And I was looking at some things today about that series. And, I mean, this is uh, the only team in the Big Ten that has a longer winning streak over somebody is Ohio State over Indiana consecutively. Um, Purdue's losing this series 29-52. to and like I said, dating back to starting in 04, the scores of this game have been 20 to 17, 31 to 20, 24 to 3, 37 to 0, 34 to 13, 62 to 17, 38 to 14, 41 to 10, 34 to 16, 24 to 7, 49 to 20, 17 to 9, 47 to 44 in triple overtime, 45 24, 30 13, and 35 24. So a lot of them not even close. Not even close. They are due, but it's one of those things. I will believe it when I see it with my own eyes. I mean, this is a Wisconsin team that I think is very gettable. Uh, they're a whole different style of offense than they normally. They're not just ground and pound. They're an air raid that likes to pass as well now. Um, but it's one of those things I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. So uh, Ryan Walters' defense, of course, different system. Uh, than Wisconsin. Different talent when you have three top 75 guys, too. Different talent. Um, and, I mean, their defensive line, uh, Johnny Newton, Fairland, might be a top 10 pick by the time um, the NFL draft rolls around. Uh, held Braylon Allen to, I think, two yards rushing last year, maybe zero yards rushing on, like, 12 carries. So uh, maybe maybe they can replicate. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. It's And, in, in, you know, Purdue hunt in there. I mean, they, they had the ball numerous times in the fourth quarter, down eight. Um with a chance to go down and tie and just, just couldn't get out of their own way. So so we will see. It should be should be a great environment. Environment was unbelievable for the primetime NBC game the other night. It was sold out. And I haven't seen where it's official sell for Friday night, but I have seen the student sections officially sold out. So I, I know Friday night games are hard for some people to come yeah. in attendance because of high school football. So yeah. But with that said, you beat me in the Big Ten Pick'em this week. Um, I, I have missed three games total this year. All three of them have been the Purdue uh, game. <laughs> <laughs> so um, maybe that's a good sign for you because I am picking uh, Wisconsin for four confidence points on Friday night. Well, I'm right there with you. I have Wisconsin for four. It's one of those, like I've been saying, I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, when you get hurt so many times, 20 straight years, just you got to wait and see. And, and, and a lot of people are probably like, you should have Wisconsin higher. Well, there's some other matchups that are pretty it's, one-sided this week. Yeah, high probability for some blowouts this week yep. in the Big Ten. Um, Rutgers at Michigan. I got Michigan for nine. I have Michigan for nine as well. Rutgers is 3-0, and and they have some decent wins uh, as far as, like, power five wins. I mean, they beat Virginia Tech. Um, Temple. Temple, who is a group of five anyway, but a, usually a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Michigan dominates. Um, FAU at Illinois. Casey Thompson, FAU's quarterback, who formerly was at um, Texas and Nebraska's out, tore his ACL, which sucks for him. I have the line eye for seven. I have Illinois for seven as well. So uh, the first three, we are uh, we're on the same wavelength. Uh, Illinois' defense supposedly played much better. Uh, so maybe that's a turning point for him. But again, they turned it over five times. And Casey, Casey, uh, Luke Altmeyer had four interceptions. It's not going to get it done. Um, so hopefully they can turn that around. But uh, 
Defense is good enough to hang around. Uh, Maryland at Michigan State. Uh, I picked this before before I saw the Mel Tucker news. It doesn't matter either way. Maryland for three. I have Maryland for two. Um, they, yeah, Michigan State got destroyed. Um, they might not win another game. They they really might. They, they might just implode. Uh, Maryland against a bad Virginia team found themselves down 14 nothing, then ran and a then kickoff just, back for a touchdown, then just went scorched. 42 straight. unanswered. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think Maryland beats them. Uh, Louisiana Tech at Nebraska. Nebraska for eight. I have Nebraska for five. Um, they did not start that Jeff Sims. Uh, I forget mm, the name of the quarterback. Smart. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Iowa at Penn State. That's probably the premier in Big Ten, Big Ten, Big Ten game on Saturday. Yeah, that is the night game. I don't know what channel it's on because NBC, of course, has Notre Dame, Ohio State at night. Oh, yeah. Um, probably ABC, probably. Um, no, no, no. It's, no, it's well, the ABC doesn't have the contract anymore with Big Ten. They do well. I guess they do with Notre Dame, though, don't they? NBC. Yeah, but doesn't AB doesn't ESP? No, I guess they don't, do they? So is it pretty CBS or Fox? Probably. Um, here, I'll look it up real quick. Either way, I, I got Penn State for two. I have Penn State for six. I don't. I was not going to be able to score enough points. It is on CBS. CBS night game. No, it's a night game. Seven. Yeah, it's a whiteout. Yep, seven thirty. Uh, Penn State for six. Akron at Indiana. This is also night game, 7.30. Indiana's 16-point favorite. I got Indiana for six. I have Indiana for three. I, I think they beat them fairly handily, and I only put three on them because, again, high probability for blowouts this week. Uh, Minnesota at Northwestern. Another night game. There's four 7.30 Big Ten night games this Saturday night. Um, I have Minnesota for five. I have Minnesota for eight. Northwestern's terrible. In the premier game of the day, Ohio State at Notre Dame. Number six against number nine. College game day is going to be there. All the big shows. Uh, Ohio State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking the Buckeyes, but only for one point. Their favorite, huh? Give me Notre Dame for one point. So I think that's the only game we're different on. Finally different on something. Uh, we usually yeah, three week. every week. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame for one. I think that's going to be a – obviously that environment is going to be insane. Um, Ohio State's offense first two weeks looked bad. They looked good against Western Kentucky. It'll be interesting to see if they can do it against a uh, really good defense in Notre Dame, or pretty solid defense anyway. But uh, give me Notre Dame. Uh, 4-1. Other top 25 matchups. We have number four, Florida State at Clemson. Ooh, this should be a good one. Uh, give me the Knowles. Florida State is two-point favorites. Uh, give me Florida State. I don't know if Clemson can score enough points. Colorado at Oregon. Give me Oregon. Yeah, give me Oregon. I hope they come on, Ducks. Uh, number 22, UCLA at number 11, Utah. This slate is loaded this week. I'll take the Utah at home. Yeah, give me Utah at home. Uh, number 15, Ole Miss at number 13, Alabama. Yeah, Lane Kiffin's already trying to stir the pot, saying he thinks that Alabama promoted some assistant to defense coordinator, and they yeah. just didn't officially announce it. Uh, I think Saban gets the better of them at home. Give me good I, Alabama. I do too. If if they lose, uh, it could be an ugly year there in Alabama. Um, number fourteen, Oregon State at number twenty-one, Washington State. When's the last time these two were ranked playing each other? Long time, and they're the two on the outside looking in with no conference home right now. Yeah. Um, the only two. Uh, give me the Beavers on the road. Uh, give me Washington State at home. Oregon State is favored by two and a half. Um, number 17, North Carolina at Pitt, our last game of the week. Give me the Tar Heels. Drake May. I like yeah. the way he plays give me, quarterback. Give me North Carolina. Pittsburgh's terrible. One and two. So. Yeah, great slate this week compared to last week. Very good. Very good. Uh, you want to talk some NFL here? Of course. Three winners, three losers. You start this week, or no, I start the winners, you start the losers. Um, let's see. I am going to take the Baltimore Ravens yeah. as my number one winner. Uh, out to a 2-0 start, went into Cincinnati and took care of business. I mean, the game wavered between three and ten points most of the day, but they never really trailed. And uh, Ravens looking like one of the better teams in the league right now. Mm -hmm. Lamar played pretty well. 
give me the Seattle Seahawks uh, going on the road, getting it done in a uh, raucous environment uh, there. Detroit uh, had 10 days to prepare, and they, uh, they had a letdown after that big win uh, to open the year on Thursday night against the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, 37 points for the Seahawks. That was a, quite the performance for uh, Geno and the boys. Yeah, I thought when Detroit forced overtime, there was no way that Seattle was going to win that yeah, game, and they I proved agree. me wrong. So they couldn't afford to go on two, I don't think. So uh, uh, rarely do NFL teams make the playoffs starting no one two. Um, I've read a lot about that the past twenty four hours. Um, <laughs> my next winner is Atlanta Falcons. Yep, they were two zero start for them. Got a good uh, one point win over the Green Bay Packers at home, and there's a lot of Packer fans there in the crowd. And Desmond Ritter played pretty well in that yep. uh, running back tandem. Oh, is uh, going to be nasty. scary for years. Yeah, they're nasty. Uh, my second winner is the Washington Commanders. Um, now with Eric, <laughs> now with uh, Eric Bieniemy, they're averaging thirty points a game this year. Um, quite the change. Sam Howell looks like he might be a guy uh, to build around there. I was I was talking about Eric Bieniemy. I could uh, hear you he- heading there. Okay, um, thirty points a game. Sam Howell looked pretty good. Came down from eighteen down. Um, to find a way to win. Of course, that was absolutely pass interference on that two-point conversion. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised uh, I have a voice today, to be honest. Pretty uh, pretty impressive. Uh, of course, their, their first game was against the Arizona Cardinals, but to go on the road to Denver, uh, yeah. it's a tough place to play anyway in a, in a team that's uh, becoming desperate already uh, there in Denver and to get it done. Yeah, Sam Howell's first career road start, and he played pretty well. I mean, you yeah. look at Washington's roster, they have nothing flashy really. You think you're just going to roll over them, and they just, I mean, they could have just packed their bags up and went home down 18. And they just kept clawing and fighting and came out with a pretty impressive come from behind victory. Yeah. Uh, my last winner, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who would have thought they were going to start 2 0? And yeah. they look pretty good doing so. Is Baker Mayfield having a career resurgence a little bit? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's, it's two weeks, but. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's liking throwing the ball to Mike Evans and credit Mike Evans. He wanted a new contract. Um, he's, he has, he never really officially asked for a trade or anything. He's, he's just shut his mouth and gone out there and played and he's played really well. So, yep. uh, so credit him for doing that because, because a, a lot of guys hold out for a new contract and then demand a trade. Um, and it just kind of gets ugly, but Evans just gone out there and played. He's a touchdown games. machine. Touchdown he, he machine. Is. He is. Yeah. Uh, my last winner is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we we t- we didn't. Well, I guess we did talk about them last week. Um, in fantasy football this year, the leading points guy so far is Tyree Kill. Second leading points guy uh, guy is that Puka Nakua. Uh, the third leading point in fantasy football this year is the Dallas defense. That's crazy. Okay. Um, Micah Parsons might be the, if not, I, I would say he's the best player in the NFL. He's kind of taken that reign from Aaron Donald. Uh, he is an absolute beast. Um, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with there in the NFC as much as I hate to say it. And maybe I'm just not tuning into the national media as much right now, but I haven't heard a ton of talk about them and they're off their great start looking dominant two and oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they look great. Dax holding on the ball. I think Tony Pollard's a lot better than Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, CD Lamb's turned into one of the better receivers in the NFL, so uh, it looked like a pretty good team. Pretty good team. Uh, so I I start with the losers then. Yes, sir. Uh, my number one loser, the entire NFC North, uh, went zero and four this past week. Uh, Green Bay blew a twelve point lead in the fourth quarter, lost to the Falcons. Um, Justin Fields does not look like the guy there in Chicago. I saw they they tried to run the same play three straight times. Screen pass, screen pass, screen pass. Drive. Um, one was uh, a penalty on Tampa Bay. The next was a penalty on them, and then the next was a pick six to end the game. Uh, uh, the the Vikings had a tough one in Philadelphia. That's that's kind of acceptable. But turnovers still. killed them in the first um, half. Yeah, but but then the Lions losing at home after that big one. So the NFC North. My first loser is the team right behind me, the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Uh, I've talked to a lot of my Bronco fans all offseason. We stressed you have to start off 2-0 and at home against the Raiders and, and the Commanders. What did they do? Start off 0-2, losing both games by combined three points. Just brutal, brutal, brutal since the start of 2002. 
or t- since the start of 2022. They've been in 15 games that ended uh, with by a deficit of eight points or less. In those 15, they are four and 11. Lead the league in game that many games and in that many games they lost. The Nebraska Cornhuskers. <laughs> they just can't get out of their own way. I felt good and I knew better being up 21 to three. I was having fun. The offense looked great for a quarter and a half, better than they had in years. And then after halftime, the wheels just fell off. It's it's pretty concerning. I think Sean Payton's a good coach. I still think he's the right guy for the job to get this thing turned around. But it's two weeks in a row. He and his staff haven't, at least from outside looking in, haven't really made halftime adjustments in the opposition do, and it shows in the second half. Mm-hmm. But I'm not placing this one as much on the offense. Offense scored 33 points at home. You should win that game. Vance Joseph's defense looks awful, and I'm afraid that going down to Miami might be a replicated game of the 2017 30-9 game. Dolphins probably without Jalen Waddle, which will would help. Uh, that would, wouldn't hurt, but I don't know if it'll matter. Um, my next loser, the LA Chargers. Yep, um, yep, 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 yep. The exact thing people were concerned about with Justin Herbert at Oregon is starting to happen with the LA Chargers. He is the prototype, 6'6", big, athletic, rocket arm. The dude is so incredibly unclutch, um, he, he can't win in the fourth quarter. He has been one of the most unclutch quarterbacks. He had a chance to go down to win the game. They ended up having to settle for field goal and uh, – Go go to overtime, and then they get. Uh, did, did they, I believe they got the ball first, didn't they? In overtime, mm-hmm. uh, had had to punt it away. Um, something's off there because that offense should be better than they are. The defense should be better than they are, and I think Brandon Staley will be the first coach fired uh, midseason this year. I think that's their problem right there. I just don't think he's a very good head coach. I think he's a great coordinator, but I don't think he's a very good head coach. My next loser is the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep, what guys. in the world? I know they started off bad last year, but not only that, now they're concerned about Joe Burrow's calf. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that turns to be something serious, this team is done in the water. Yeah, done um, in the water. Joe Burrow is a notorious slow starter. They are now one in seven through the first uh, two games of the year in his first four years. Um, so, I mean, last year they started zero and three. So I, I, I don't know what it is. He, he didn't have a training camp at all really um and uh he, he's looked pretty bad pretty bad a good uh my, my guy chuck sizzle charlie jones part return touchdown yeah. yesterday that yeah, was that pretty was, cool that was cool yeah uh, my last loser jacksonville jaguars i know they played the kansas city chiefs um but you want to be considered a make a statement make you had it there make a statement yes and only give up 17 points to the kansas city chiefs and you still lose uh that was not uh that was not a very impressive performance my last loser is the Arizona Cardinals. I know they're not very good, but they were up a bunch yeah. and just collapsed. You saw it coming, but they just collapsed yeah. against the Giants. And the Giants season saved a little bit. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones was great in the second half. I'll give yeah, I'll give fun. kudos where kudos is due. So Yeah. Uh that's that's it. That's it. Are you ready to pick some games? Let's do it. All right, starting off with the Thursday night game. Uh, New York Giants at the San Francisco 49ers. Saquon Barkley is out three weeks with an uh, injury. Yeah, Niners look like the best team in the NFC. Give me the Niners for 15. I got the Niners for 15 as well. The Denver Broncos at the Miami Dolphins. This is always a fun one between us. I was actually looking up, Josh. These two teams don't play very often at all. They've only played 20 times in their history. Dolphins lead the series 12 to 7 to 1. Since I became a Bronco fan in 09, they've only played four times. Broncos won in overtime 18 to 15, 2011. They won in 2014, 39, 36. Lost the last time they played in Miami, which was back in 2017, 35 to nine. I said 39 earlier, 35 nine, oh. and one in the COVID season, 2020, 20 to 13. Yeah, um, Dolphins look good. They look like arguably the best team in the AFC so far. Then Baltimore, um, even in what felt like a down performance from the offense, still scored 24 points against Bill Belichick last night. Um, I, I have the Dolphins for nine. I have the Dolphins for 11. Um, Anything can happen in the NFL. The Broncos should come up fired up, but I just think the Dolphins have too much speed. Ever so, and the defense was very um, impressive last night and very encouraging effort and the way they ran the ball. Um, Dolphins, since they did the renovations to their stadium, have been very good at home, so hopefully that uh, holds firm this week. And it's their home opener, too, and the Broncos' road opener. So, yeah. yeah. 
So and and it's it's a nooner, so uh, noon central yep. time game. So I don't know how Denver does on those, but usually not very good. It doesn't matter what time zone. The last six years they're in, they don't play well. I, I still have word association. We gotta fly through these. Yeah, uh, Titans at Browns. I got the Titans for six. I have the Browns for four. Um, Falcons at Lions. I got the Lions for eight. I have the Lions for six. Uh, Saints at Giants. Saints are at Packers. At Packers. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I got the Packers for seven. Give me the Packers for five. Uh, Chargers at Minnesota. Got the Vikings for two. I have the Vikings for one. Uh, New England at New York Jets. I have the Jets for three. I don't know why. I have the Jets for two, so I'm right there with you. Uh, Buffalo at Washington. I got the Bills for 10. I have the Bills for 13. Houston at Jacksonville. I got the Jaguars for 13. I have Jags for 14. Indianapolis at Baltimore. Got the Ravens for 12. I have Ravens for 12. Carolina at Seattle. Seahawks for 9. I have Seahawks for 10. Uh, Chicago at Kansas City. Kansas City for 16. Kansas City for 16. Dallas at Arizona. Dallas for 14. Dallas for 11. Pittsburgh at Vegas. Steelers for four. I have Vegas for three. Uh, Eagles at Bucks. Bucks for one. I have Eagles for eight. Man, you, you're liking that Baker, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know uh, why. Rams at the Cincinnati Bengals. Desperate Cincinnati. Uh, I got the Cincinnati Bengals for five. I have the Bengals for seven. Uh, word association here. Last time I did word association, I did the last offensive touchdown of the season. Uh, for the AFC squads. Now I have the first offensive touchdown of the season uh, for each AFC squad, starting with Raheem Mostert. Uh, my boy, Purdue boy, was underutilized by Daryl Hazel, has had a heck of a journey in the NFL. Yeah, I, glad, I like to, glad to see him being 31, playing like a 25-year-old. Yeah. Um, Dude's I'm fast. Very happy the Dolphins did not sign Dalvin Cook or trade for Jonathan Taylor, because I think Mostert's better than both. Uh, Austin Eckler. Go. Oh. One of the more underrated talents in the NFL. Chargers missed him desperately yesterday. Hunter Henry. Been good, was good in Chargers. Now he's number one target for the for the Patriots. Scored a touchdown last night when six offensive linemen were down the field. Yeah, that was, oh yeah, that was awful. <laughs> uh, Stephon Diggs. Uh, top five wide receiver in the NFL. Garrett Wilson. Uh, rising star in New York. Next big thing in New York. Uh, J.K. Dobbin, Dobbins. I uh, can't stay healthy. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, Nico Collins. Couldn't tell you much about him. Houston Texans. That's the only thing I can yeah. <laughs> Pat Fryermuth. Uh, former Nittany Lion. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Horrible human being. Chuck Sizzle. Um, glad he made the team and then glad he had a huge uh, touchdown yesterday. Moment, yeah. Yep. Uh, Derek Henry. Beast. Calvin Ridley. Um, dynamic. Anthony Richardson. We'll see what happens with concussion. Yeah. That's two of them now. Yeah. And, uh, Rasheed Rice. I don't even remember who Rasheed Rice plays for, to be honest. I like Rice. <laughs> Jacoby Myers. Um, I got nothing right now. I, 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 I'm blanking. He scored two touchdowns against Denver week one. Oh, that's right. That's why I'm blanking. Yeah, well, anybody scores against Damari Mathis. So, Lil Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> yeah, one of the best names in Broncos history. What a, what a name. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for uh, Word Association. And that is the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or a sales meeting, Former Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. Back to the birdie or bogey question, J-Man. Name the two guys in NBA history who... Uh, Name the only two players in NBA history to own a single season scoring record for two different NBA teams. My obvious guess is LeBron James. No. I knew it. <laughs> All right, to get a par, to get a par. Um, for two different teams. Oh, man. Um. 
Shaq. Notch, Keel, O'Neal. Oh, son of a gun. I, I already gave myself a bogey anyway. Wilt Chamberlain. I hate you. And Vince Carter. Oh, I want to punch you. Oh, that was so <laughs> difficult. Vince, Vince wouldn't even been on my radar. What was that? Yeah, it was Raptors, then Nets for Vince. Thanks for watching the Tana and Jamie Show. We'll be back at her next Monday with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody.